It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanitra. Coming up on today's show, are the Falcons doing their due diligence or will they simply just swipe right? And with what we saw on the weekend, is that the right team in Miami or in South Beach? Or is there another one that we're going to see tonight? And last but not least, and for the culture, um, John Morant, bruh, I need you to uh, get your life, my man. That's all coming up next right here on ATL Day Ones. Let's go. This is ATL Day Ones, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And it starts now. I want to start by saying thank you for making ATL Day Ones your first listen of the day. Remember, we are free and available wherever you download your podcast and wherever you download your podcast. Make sure that you leave us a five-star review. Really appreciate that from you in advance. Today's episode of ATL Day Ones brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on today to get started. But T, when you're thinking about all of this quote-unquote speed dating as Terry Fondue referred to it as those are formal <laughs> interviews that the teams have now teams have 45 of those so they got a, a lot of room to play with as far as getting to know each other and trying to figure out who will be a viable candidate to not only select at the eighth overall pick which is what seemingly what we uh tend to talk about a lot but in the ref for the rest of the draft as well so um in doing their due diligence the Falcons got a chance to do a formal interview with the top quarter, two top quarterback prospects, C.J. Stroud and Anthony Richardson, T. And like I mentioned earlier, I, I think that this is a scenario where a lot of people are starting to figure, feel like the Falcons are showing their cards now because they are talking to these top guys that not ne- won't necessarily be probably in the top two or three, but they might be available in between that four to seven range where, you know, they may have to trade up or they might one of those guys might fall in their lap. But to, after all of this tea and putting all these tea leaves together, do you see this as a, hey, we see a chance to get a franchise quarterback for the next 10 years? Or do you look at it as we're just doing our due diligence and trying to make sure that we cross every T and dot every I? I think it's a little bit of both because oftentimes you'll hear as well a player say, well, I never actually spoke to them. I didn't get to interview with them. But yeah. it may be something that happened, and you know this better than most. It may be something that a scout saw at Senior Bowl, or yeah. it may be something that a scout saw at the East-West Shrine Bowl, or or there may have been conversation with another team where they're like, hey, we're partners with that team. We've been talking with that team, and we decided we can go after that guy, and they give a thumbs up. You just never know, right? So I do right. think, um, in part, it's some due diligence there. But also, I think that if you can sneak up just to, like, six or five or, like you said, even seven, man, that would be, like, the money shot right there. But if you can sneak up just a couple of spots and may not have to give away the kitchen sink, yeah. you definitely want to do that because – Last week, just this time last week, we were saying how laugh if you want to, but until the draft and until free agency really kicks in, then the Falcons are kind of in the catbird seat in the NFC South. Yeah, yeah. until about 47 minutes ago, Derek Carr <laughs> tweeted out, who that? Yeah, like, oh, you got some established quarterback in the division there, now. Okay. There you go. All of a sudden, Jasmine Ritter is no longer the OG in this yes. division. Yes. So when, when you look at that perspective, 
when you look at it from that perspective, you then have to do your due diligence. And again, this takes away nothing from Desmond Ritter, but tell me what person in their right mind who could snatch up CJ Stroud and maybe Anthony Richardson for all he did at the combine. If you're that person who's like, Whoa, like he really blew you out of the water for the combine. If they're there, one, two spots, and you only have to go up a little bit, you wouldn't go get him? Yeah, you'll go get him. So, yeah, I do think it's a little bit of both. That's why I feel like the Terry F- – I mean, not Terry Fonno Terry F- and the Atlanta Falcons as an organization, they are really in a good spot because they have yes. options, right? Because options. And, and, and here's the thing. Like, they aren't desperate like like the Carolina Panthers because yes. you can't hear them. You you don't – if you can hear David Tepper – and the Carolina Panthers are, des- are, are are looking to trade up. Like you don't hear, like it's kind of weird, right? You almost a lot of times they hear you hear the general manager names being thrown in there, yes. or the, just the organization uh, right. solely when, in these reports. But when you hear reports of the owner saying that, hey, they are looking to trade up to get into a quarterback conversation, though, that's a different scenario than the Falcons are in right now because, like, like, you got some guy that you you feel like could be a guy, but you're not necessarily sold on him. Um, long term right now uh, as far as you want to see a little bit more of him like that's a better situation to be in than your 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 owner being involved in these reports and and as an organization you're trying to figure out hey we need a quarterback right now so those are those are two totally different scenarios and I think that that could play out in the Falcons favor um, being that now the Saints have their guy in Derek Carr and, you know, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, we don't know what they're going to do. Kyle Trash, because that's going to be the guy, you know, Bruce Aaron's trying to sell me on that. I don't know if I'm necessarily sold on that, T, but, but when you think about where the Falcons are, I think that they have to do their due diligence. And I think that this is Terry Fontenot playing the, playing the game right. And I think a lot of people forget this. This is the time of year that people – put stuff out there they blow okay. smoke they yeah. they have Cold. conversations with people that they know they're yeah. not going to necessarily draft those yeah. are the type of the things that, that that goes down this time of year and i think people mm-hmm. tend to forget that when they say that oh yeah this means that the falcons are going to draft a quarterback yeah. hold mm-hmm. your horses yeah. but i think that it, this is something that you know you definitely need to pay attention to as they go through this process and then you have a nice class of edge rushers that you can choose from. So right. if by chance you decide to go for the quarterback at eight, you may take that 44 pick and you may move up into the latter part of the first round, right? And still get right. yourself a quality guy. And then the other thing is this, you start seeing reports like Leonard Floyd being the Rams being willing to trade him. Is that someone you go after? Just again, just talking about considerations, right? Mm-hmm. And if you look at, you mentioned two key words, tea leaves. Look at the tea leaves from the Titans. They're starting to do some fire sale type stuff. And we had already, the Falcons had already kind of become Nashville South anyway. So if indeed Mike Frabel and company are looking at a bit of a reset there, you never know who the Falcons may be able to get at some of those critical spots, right? Right. Uh, From a free agency perspective that might then allow them to go after a quarterback a little bit straight away. But yeah, we've, I think, learned enough about Terry Fontenot these last couple of seasons, and we know what the Saints were able to do with with the crazy wizardry they were able to do in free agency, that, yeah, yeah, indeed, I wouldn't be shocked. But Terry Fontenot very much knows how to play chess and not checkers. Absolutely. And when you think about all of these things coming up, like, Linda Florida's a really good name. Like, we're going to dive into that. Not today, but we're going to dive into that at a a later date. But, yeah, I think that will be a good name for the Falcons to take a look at now. As far as the Lamar Jackson saga, right? We've 
we've been talking about it, and it's probably a little bit too much, though, you know, because, you know, I know sometimes, T, you know, our pre-show meetings, like, you know, we get tired of this, all of this Lamar Jackson to the Falcons uh, uh, situation because there have been prominent uh, and respected um, NFL insiders saying that, hey, this is a possibility. Now, as we sit with – this is March 6th, March 7th at 4 o'clock. That is the t um, trade – um, excuse me, the uh, tag deadline uh, for franchise tag deadline. The teams have to make a decision, right? So, But there are reports that Jeremy Fowler of ESPN is saying that more than likely the people that he's talked to, that they're going to use that non-exclusive tag for – uh, Lamar Jackson, meaning that they you know, need two first-round picks to, in order to get Lamar Jackson, and you're going to have to pay him. So with that being said, with this being so close, um, a little bit more than 24 hours out of this trade deadline, not trade deadline, tag deadline, excuse me, do you feel that this is going to dead that Falcons, uh, Lamar Jackson to the Falcons rumor, or are you going to add fuel to the fire? I feel like it might add fuel to the fire. I see that the non-exclusive tag looks like it's the way to go. And if you're in a position to be able to say, hey, we can, as, as the Ravens, they want to put Lamar Jackson out there to say, hey, let's see what everyone else offers you because we know we can match it. I mean, why mm, not? It's not yeah. a bad way to go. And the Falcons, to me, and again, this is just reading some of the tea leaves and kind of following the tendencies of the organization the last couple of seasons – Deshaun Watson, why not have the conversation? I would be shocked if word ever comes out of Flowery Branch, whether if they don't get Lamar Jackson, that right. they'll say, well, no, we never even had a conversation with the Ravens or Lamar Jackson or his representation, which I know he and his mom represent him. But I'd be shocked if that conversation doesn't happen now. Do I think it's going to go anywhere, Jarvis? No, I don't. Not that I think that two... Not that I think the two first rounders for Lamar Jackson, I don't think that's a huge deal because I think at some point we kind of thought that it was going to be way more. So I don't think right, that's yeah. as big as we thought, probably more so his asking price as far as that guaranteed money is probably bigger than what the Ravens asking price might be for him. But I think a conversation will be had just so that you can check the box to say you were in consideration and you considered him, but whether the Falcons go anywhere with it, not sure about that, but I do think the Ravens will at least give teams the opportunity that they're looking for with that not exclusivity. Yeah. And, and, and and like I mentioned, the team before in the, the teal and black and, and silver up in Charlotte, like if they aren't interested or we willing to, 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 to drop those first round picks, I don't know who would be. So sure. it's going to be this, this division is going to be very interesting to you as far as who lines up under center for for the uh for in the teams of the NEC South and I think that we already know that Derek Carr is going to be that guy in New Orleans. He's that guy, right? <laughs> He's that guy. They, they they probably working those numbers out as we speak and record this podcast. Now, speaking of numbers, how about you trying to do some numbers, trying to win a little bread, right? You know, trying to win some money. How about this? Go to fanduel.com/lockedon because they are the number one sports book in America. You guys come to us. Each and every day, because we are the number one podcast in America. Come on now, like, like if I ain't got confidence in myself, then who gonna have it? How about that? But yeah, we need you the guys to have confidence to go to FanDuel.com and check out what they have going on for the new customers. What do they have on going on for the new customers, Jarvis? They got the no sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars. If you lose your shorts, betting the over unders on those three pointers by Trey Young or John Collins. See, I ain't singling them out this time. I had a trade in the conversation. Or what about Dejounte Murray? He Woo, yeah, it was a little rough. <laughs> we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that up next. But first, I gotta continue to tell you about FanDuel.com. Now, 
you, you can bet on everything from the money line, the point scores, to three drain. Also, you know, you can just download the FanBoo Sports app because it's safe, secure, and it's super easy to use. So all you need to do is just go to FanDuel.com com slash locked on to get your no sweat first bet that's up to a thousand dollars in bonus bets back if you lose your first bet so just go to fanduel.com to learn more make every moment more with fanduel an official sports betting partner of the nba yeah official official so speaking of official <laughs> yes Quinn snyder has begun his first road trip officially as head coach of the Hawks. And it actually wasn't, it was a tough loss, but not a tough loss all at the same time, right? Because right. when you see the Hawks go down so early in double digits and then they come just blazing back in that third quarter, make a game of it and almost pull out the upset Saturday, then it kind of was it. It's like, ah, it's exciting. It didn't to me, Jarvis, feel like the same old, same old, right? And right. so I did see a difference in what I saw in the Hawks over the weekend because the way that they battled their way back into that game was a combination. So they started hitting their shots and they started getting stops. And how many times have we we said when they go on a run or even when they're up in a game like, okay, like, can't you do both? Like, why do we have to rely on you guys hitting the shots? Or why do we have to rely on you getting the stops? Why can't we get both? I felt like you got both. You just, the Hawks just kind of ran out of gas in the end for all intents and purposes. Understandable, because right. they came off quite a game on Friday night against the Blazers at home. Now you got to hop on a flight. You get to Miami at 3 a.m. And then you're expected to kind of show and prove. Not going to happen. Now, they've had a couple days to reset, kind of refresh themselves, if you will. And... I feel like we're going to see a difference in their play tonight. And why do I say that? You and I were talking back and forth via email this past mm -hmm. weekend on some comments that we heard from DeJounte Murray as well as from Quinn Snyder in terms of what it was that Quinn saw out of the game after the Blazers that he liked. Mm -hmm. What he saw even a, a couple nights before that, although, you know, Hawks lost, but still. And that's the thing, like DeJounte was saying, hey, practice was supposed to just be this film breakdown but then an hour later we're still practicing and it's because they're starting to see the message Jarvis so or hear the message you feel the same yes I think so because when like the one of the things that I was really encouraged by and it was in the loss against the uh, Miami Heat was mm -hmm. like during a, a timeout like a lot of times we even pointed this out like when Nate McMillan you know was still the head coach of this team a lot of times you would just see guys just walk straight to the bench. There's no conversations, no anything. And then they'll get into the huddle. He'll start doing some things. And you kind of see some guys kind of looking off in the distance and kind of see what's going on. But Quinn Snyder, not so much. And specifically, which is probably the, the one of the reasons why I feel like this organization hired this dude is the fact that I will see Trey Young going to the sidelines and Quinn Snyder, he and Quinn are just engaging in a really in-depth conversation. You can kind of really tell when guys are locked in when somebody is communicating back and forth. And I think that that's what I saw. And I really was encouraged by that. Yeah. And and when you think about that, 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 that relationship and uh, Quinn being a former player as well, playing, going to play at Duke and, and then Trey Young being a, a dynamic guard, like those guys starting to really, really get a, a good synergy and a good relationship that I feel like it eventually is going to uh, transfer onto the court and, and Trey Young can kind of deliver the message that he's been trying to do, um, deliver um, Snyder, that is. And I think that'll be a really, really good benefit for the Hawks. But also one more thing, T, that, I, that really just really just stood out to me and I thought it was just, it was just really, really cool to watch. 
is that front court of Sadiq Bay, Oyeka Okongu, and Jalen Johnson, T, that was one of the reasons why this team came back against the Heat. Yes. Like, this was the – like this is the bench, like really yes. coming in and just getting buckets. Sadiq was just shooting the ball, I think was shooting fifty percent, yeah. Uh, uh, you know, from three right now. So in the last few games, so those are some of the things that I really, I'm really encouraged by. And like we even to go back to the when we were talking about the uh, the rotation, right? And Quinn being able to say, "Hey, this is the type of night that's going down, and we're just gonna mm-hmm. ride this out." And I think yep. that with that second group against the Heat, he was like, "You know what? I know Trey hadn't been in in a while, but." This is how we're going to do. We're going to roll with it how it is for this particular game. And, and those rotations be down. And I so agree with you on that one because going back to your first point, when you have those conversations, like Quinn Snyder said, and please understand, Hawks fans, we're not saying anything to offend or disrespect Nate McMillan because Absolutely you can not, actually yeah. compliment Quinn Snyder without – offending or insulting Nate McMillan. I just kind of want to set the stage there. Now that we've said that, Quinn Snyder, having those communiques that you just spoke about is also why he can say post-game, hey, I need more out of my backcourt. I need my backcourt to battle on the boards a little bit harder. So he's setting the stage because he knows, hey, nine rebounds is not going to cut it from your backcourt. Five or 27 is not going to cut it either. (laughs) Right, right. And so that's the kind of thing where you have that conversation with them and it's okay because you've already started the conversation real time and you've had it like one-on-one so that when you have it in that larger setting, it's not a shock. Going yeah. to what you said as well, though, I'm going to peek into the numbers of the the bench, which second unit acted like they wanted to be the bench mob again. I was like, hey, yeah. we have not seen the bench mob show up a lot this season at all. And when you look into the numbers, you know what I like the most? The fact that Sadiq Bay and Onyeka Okongwu outscored Bogdan Bogdanovich. Now, why do I mention that? Because we have said that part of this 22-game season that Quinn Snyder has is about auditions. It's about him seeing what different rotations can do, what uh, individuals can do, if you will. And so you kind of saw that because you don't know what you're going to get when you're looking at Sadiq Bey and his $2.9 million salary, and you're looking at Bogdan Bogdanovich and Bogey's $18 $18 million salary and the fact that word on the street is he is actually going to kind of dip and dive and put his toe in the water and see what free agency brings. So yeah, Jarvis, I think you called out maybe the best part of the most encouraging part of Saturday because that also included and while his stat line may not have shown it with just five points, when you dig a little bit deeper and you see there's uh, you know four rebounds, if you will, and there's an assist in there and just one turnover, Jalen Johnson was hand, was was handling the ball and, yeah. and did a, a pretty decent job of it. So, yeah, I like what you called out there because when you start getting into a four-game road trip like what they're on right now and you start looking at the games that they have to play, the teams, excuse me, that they have to play when they come back, the likes of the Celtics and the Wolves and the Warriors, yeah, there are some things you want to try to tweak as best you can while you're on this road trip. You got one more shot at the Heat. You got it. You get to take them without Kyle Lowry. So that's a good, you know, that's a good look for you. So maybe they'll get this one as well. But here's the thing, too, Jarvis. You had to be encouraged. We said this on Friday, right? That this was going to be the weekend that you did not eat a built bar because you were stressed out. This is going to be the weekend that you ate a built bar because you were in your happy place. And honestly, even though we were all disappointed about the loss to the Hawks, real talk, you should have been eating a built bar because you were happy about that. And you should have been happy about your dogs because they absolutely showed out. Jarvis, people love to talk about 
winners and losers in the combine individually, psh, UGA won the thing collectively. So dog fans, celebrate. Celebrate with a Bilt Bar. Get yourself a churro flavor or the almond flavor, peanut butter. I mean, you have choices. You have options. And don't we all love options? So don't forget, you can go to Bilt.com. You can still order it online if that's what you so choose. We understand. It's a beautiful day out there. You may not be wanting to run around getting Bilt Bars. We get it. Order it. That way you already have it in the stash. And it'll be all good when you sit back for Selection Sunday. And we'll remind you about this couple more days in the week when you sit back for Selection Sunday to see where the Kennesaw State Owls land in the big dance. But again, you'll do it and you'll get yourself 17 grams of protein, 100% real chocolate and only 130 grams. That's a good look coupled with what you would normally be eating on Selection Sunday and for March Madness. So don't forget, check out Built.com to get your bars. Go to Walmart if you're like me, you want to go out and you just want to kind of get your own bars or you're cheap like me too. And you want to go to Sam's Club and buy in bulk. So don't forget, Built.com. Built bars are definitely a good look for you. Absolutely. Locked on Sports Atlanta family. Listen up. We are on our way to 6,000 subscribers. And if you are listening or watching this podcast and you have not done so yet, you have not subscribed to our YouTube channel, go there right now. Type in Locked On Sports Atlanta. We'll pop right up. Hit that subscribe button. Also, and get ready for, you know, hitting that uh, that notification bell as well. So you'll know when this heat is going to drop because we got that heat for you each and every day, Monday through Friday. So stop playing around, people. We got this thing going, so we need you to hop on board as well. Now, T, this is for the culture. It is the intersection between sports, entertainment, the culture, and sometimes whatever the hell we want to talk about because that's just how we get down on the show. Today is no different. How about this? Um, so, you know, John Morant is probably one of the most dynamic, one of the more not dynamic players in the NBA, T, when you're talking about just a guard that just can do pretty much anything you want as far as getting into the paint and, and finishing. But we know there have been several, a couple stories that have come out. Um, one dealing with the 17-year-old that end up getting to an altercation with him at his house. And then the 17-year-old reportedly said that he uh, brandished a gun at him as he was leaving. And then, you know, the other incident when the Indiana, with the Indiana Pacers and then there was a red beam apparently pointed at those guys and – and when you think about all of these instances and the recent one where, where he was in the club brandishing the gun on his own IG live page, T, now the NBA has come down and said, you know what, for at least the next two games, uh, they're out there in L.A., the Grizzlies are out there in L.A. Uh, on, a, on a road trip. So he's going to at least miss those two games, and now they're going to investigate, T. When you think about all of this stuff that John Moran – oh, yeah, I forgot to mention. How about this – Almost getting into a, a, a squale with our guy Shannon Sharp uh, in L.A. So all of these instances, T, like, is John Morant, is this the, the moment that John Morant, you know, finally realizes and, and kind of sits down and has and takes this time off and says to himself, you know what, I probably need to get things in order and, and if I want to continue to rise to the top as one of the better NBA players in the NBA? It depends. If he gets himself a mentor whom he's actually going to listen to, mm. absolutely. And to me, he doesn't have to go far. 
that guy down the street where the Grizzlies used to play? Go talk to him. Penny Hardaway will tell you all you need to know about the ins and outs of the league, right? He has been able to clean up some things at the University of Memphis and start to get things rolling the right way. Obviously, they fell a step short in their uh, game against, uh, who are they? Oh, Houston. They played U of H Saturday, fell just a step short. But my point being that Penny Hardaway is a guy who's seen it all. He's seen a lot of things in his personal life. He saw a lot of things in his professional life. And he's right there down the road. And maybe somebody who, because he played at the highest level, maybe he's a voice that John may halfway listen to. So that, to me, is what I'm looking for. Like, who's that voice? And granted, I don't know necessarily that they have a relationship. Maybe they should figure out how to get one. Because I think a lot of times, Jarvis, most of us, especially as we get older, you know, as we become adults, we tend to listen to a voice that we respect, a voice that maybe has already been there and done that and can actually say, oh, yeah, I remember when we took our first trip, our first road trip to L.A. And I remember when we hit the club and dude who was just random dude in the club tried to push up and try to pull up and do this, that and the third. And it almost got out of hand. But back then, nobody saw it. Okay, that was just word on the street. Now it is something that's seen and it is messing with your brand. It is messy with millions upon millions of dollars. And it's also messing with the momentum of a team that's right there in the conversation to come out of the West. So those are the the pieces because you look at that team. They're adequate when he's not there, but when it's such a tight race and you're looking at four and six, a record that they have when Ja is not in the lineup, you know, Jarvis, that could be the difference in seating. That could be the difference in a a home series versus an away series, especially if they make it to, say, the Western Conference Finals. You got to be thinking about all of that. You're not – he's that guy. He was a typical 17-year-old, I'm sure. You're not the typical 20-year-old, 21-year-old, like by any stretch of the imagination. So, yeah, he's – I feel like he has to have someone to pull his coat and – and it has to also be someone whom T. Morant respects because T. Morant is not going to take – a step to the sideline for just anybody, but maybe a Penny Hardaway type who, hey, he's got some OG, he's got some street cred. Maybe that's the type of person who can sit them both down and say, look, here's what's in jeopardy. Here's what's at jeopardy. Here's what's at risk if you guys don't get this back together and understand that you are that guy. And so people are always looking for an opportunity to take you down a peg. Don't give them the window to do it yeah I, I like i like that penny hardaway name how about this uh, i got a couple of, um a couple more names for you how about this a tony allen or yeah. even a zach yeah. randolph yeah. guys who played for the organization yeah. those guys are super respected around the nba and within that that yeah, that city as well That's so right. i think yeah. it, there are plenty of options out there as far from a mentor standpoint if Indeed. he chooses to go that go that route but i think overall though t like we don't to be honest with you, I'm rooting for the man to go get it right. Like I'll never Definitely. be sit up here and say, look at this young brother and say, you know what, man, that dude, man, just do what you do, and and if you mess up that money, too bad, too bad, so sad. Nah, I'm, yeah. I'm not, I'm not on that train. I'm on the train of like, man, yeah, yeah you, we go through things when we mm-hmm. in our early twenties, mm-hmm. and yeah, true enough, he's not a kid. And he has to be mature, but I always always fall back to my when I was in that in that age range from seventeen to twenty four or twenty five years old, and I I don't have a hundred and ninety some odd millions dollars to lose. But you think about the decisions that you make, and you make quick decisions, and we know that in this world today, in twenty twenty three, 
like quick decisions or get you you know what uh, yeah. and, and that's that's the type of thing that you don't want to see somebody fall by the wayside because of a quick decision that they made and all they had to do was just kind of really just think that bad boy out and just and move along or just say you know what you got it bro yeah yes. <laughs> like, that 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 yeah. that 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 response to a, to a, any scenario will more than likely get you on it'll neutralize it and you'll get out of that you can just back away and just yeah. walk off and just feel really good about you know mm -hmm. hey I handled that situation the way I needed to handle it because guess yeah. what? I got stuff to do. And exactly. the Memphis Grizzlies as an organization, we know they want him to make those decisions because yeah. as as a the Western Conference is so tight T, meaning like it's yeah. so close and nobody's really saying, you know what, we're gonna be the favorites to win this thing. Right. It, the Memphis Grizzlies, you don't want I don't want to see the Memphis Grizzlies miss out on the opportunity because a decision Y'all, all they had to do is just take a little quick step back and think about it from, from that standpoint and make a good decision. And just one more quick thing. I'm not – I'm going to go with what you said. I'm rooting for John Morant because Skip Bayless, John Morant's not a thug. So watch your commentary when it comes to this situation. Understand that there are levels to it. I really liked what some other guys were able to say. Mike Wilbon, I thought, put it eloquently from ESPN. There were some other guys that put some context around this situation and the larger challenges that we're dealing with in terms of, like, you know, just kind of like that representation in the streets. But, again, this is, like you said, Jarvis, a 20-something-year-old man who just made a a wrong decision and just need somebody to turn him in the right direction. But let's just watch how we just label folks out of the gates and just put them in a box and try to keep them there. He's far from it. And I believe that in time, we're going to see just what kind of a quality human being he really is. Yeah. I, I think that'd be something that we definitely will keep an eye on. And T I was going to bring up, you know, my excitement, but I'm going to hold off until tomorrow. Ooh, can't wait. Y'all come back. There's something that I'm really excited about, and I want y'all to, I want y'all, I want to share with you all about what that is. But we want to thank you guys for making ATL Day Ones your first listen of the day. Why don't you stop by Locked On Sports today and make it your second listen of the day? They got all the top national stories of the day. They got each and everything that you know, as far from a take of the day, like who's out here, what's buzzing. We know NFL Combine, Georgia players. We know they're touching on that because. They can have everything right there, right there for you. So all you got to do is go download it wherever you download this podcast, and it'll pop right up. Now, we do this each and every day, guys. I got to ask you this, and I will continue to ask you this until we leave this place, until I leave this earth. Make sure that you share love, show love, and most importantly, spread love. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.